Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Leaving Las Vegas. I watched the second half of Leaving Las Vegas. And this is the, the other, other half. half. Finish your drink pretty quickly there, Mike. I see how you started this podcast. Trying, trying to forget this podcast. <laughs> I want to get another drink in. Oh, no. <laughs> Give me a bottle. Do you know what time it is? Party time. Yeah. <laughs> it's podcast time. It's Miller time, baby. Which rhymes with party time. By that, I mean it doesn't rhyme. Podca- it starts, it with, just the starts s- with the same, same letter. letter. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's what I think rhyming is. Because I'm so <laughs> Alliteration. Wasted. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so drunk. Let man. me tell you how drunk I am. I have not seen a movie depict alcoholism in such a extreme way <laughs> until this movie i gotta say like nick cage who can be absurd is yeah. perfectly cast in this role yes. because there's nothing i find so depressing more than a a person who's drunk who thinks they're funny and they're not yeah and they're the only ones that think they're funny yep. and he captures that perfectly 100 percent. oh my god perfect cast. depressing depressing yeah yeah yeah, this movie was wild. It was sad. It, it was, was really fucking it sad. It was sad. Yeah. I don't know how it ends, but I don't think it's going to be a happy ending for our- uh, How does it begin? Because it starts with that uh, Lady Sarah I talking to somebody. I will have to start off the movie. We're going to get right into the plot, aren't we? Let's do it. I, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about it. Have you heard about the movie before this? I heard it was one of the- Every time someone said, like, this is a good, a good Nick Cage movie, name one. That's, this is it. This, this is, is always one, one of, that comes This is up. one of the ones that comes up quite often. Mm-hmm. Didn't, he, didn't he win a- I think he won an, uh, an Oscar for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie was like heavily like this movie had like a lot of um, accolades for it. A Which lot is of interesting, awards because you know the writer of it, the writer of it wrote Rugrats, and that's it. Well, do you know what happened to the writer of it? Oh no! Do you want to know? Uh, I mean, let me tell you what happened to the writer of it. I guess I have to know. Let's do it. So, do you think he's still alive? No. <laughs> He died of alcoholism. He died of suicide right after this movie got. Uh, an, it was announced that this his book because this movie is based on his book. It was going to be made into a movie. Oh, I was talking about the screenwriter because there is like a screenwriter and then there's the person who made the movie. Oh, that's him. Wait, so he wrote the book and then it's based on his book. He's not the screenwriter. He wrote this book and then he wrote that episode of Rugrats and then he killed himself. I swear I read it was based off another person writing it, but okay. No, no. This this movie, I believe, the director co-wrote it. Is And it's sort of like he... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's written and directed by Mike Finnings and based on the semi-autobiographical novel of the same name by John O'Brien. John O'Brien died at the age of, like, really early. He was... Oh, my God. Like, he was crazy young. Um, I can't remember how, how old he was. He... Uh, yeah, but he, he killed himself. Two weeks after learning his novel was to be made into a movie. Oh. Yeah. That's really depressing. It's very sad. And honestly, since this movie is semi-autobiographical based on his life, I can see why he would make such a drastic decision. I'm sure he had dealt with alcoholism yeah. most of his life. Oh, the, yeah, you're the, right. John O'Brien, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is it feels very honest. It This feels like a very honest depiction of, of, of like... Uh, alcoholism. Seems very honest, and yeah. being, like, manic. Yeah, Nicolas Cage won Best Actor. It was also nominated for... Uh, Elizabeth Shue, who plays Sarah, was nominated for Best Actress. Best Director and Best Adapted Screenplay were all nominated as well. Um, this was the Academy Awards. It was, like, swept... It was, like, nominated at the BAFTAs, the Golden Globes, Independent Spirit Awards. This movie was heavily... Uh, uh, heavily appreciated in its time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's a weird thing. 
is that the guy who wrote the book clearly wasn't happy that it was being made into a movie. I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's a weird thing because, yeah, was that the reason he did it, or was it just maybe it's just two weeks uh, after it was announced? It just yeah, that does seem and a little then too weird to be. I think his father in his his Wikipedia, the the author's Wikipedia, is very short, and one of the things that it mentions is that his father says that this uh, movie was a or this the book that he wrote was his basically a suicide note they said oh wow so um yeah it it was not i feel very very bad for this man dude that sucks i know yeah he died very early i can't i cannot uh two weeks after learning the novel uh his father says that this novel was his suicide note and then he had two other novels that were uh uh, uh produced uh after he had passed but uh yeah, it it is it is That's not such a bummer. Well, it makes kind of explains a little bit why this movie doesn't. A lot of the characters do irrational things yeah. that like we would look at and be like, "That's weird. Why would you do something like that?" Yeah. But if you're in a state that probably is much worse than you and I are in, yeah, it makes a lot more sense of like, okay, I could see someone push to the brink of depression or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what John or uh, what uh, Nick Cage's whole thing is. I know he's depressed and I know he's basically just trying to kill himself with alcohol. Yeah. I know that, but yeah, I don't know what, what, what caused this depression. And I think that's, what's interesting about the movie because it doesn't ever say, Mm. it never says why he is in this drinking this factory marks upon that one point. And, I think that's kind of a comment on like it doesn't really matter that's what true. got you to this point. It's, it's just, just that you're there. You're there, and maybe there's some way to get out of it, or maybe there's not. You know. Yeah, that's of, true. Because of drinking or whatever. Well, that's the other thing, have. right? Because it is. It could be like an event, but it could also just be you know like your brain. You know, it's just like yeah, chemically, your brain is just in a place where you're horribly depressed and you feel like this is the only escape. Yeah. And if that's what it feels like, cause it feels like he's just drinking to kill himself and he's yeah. just drinking cause he doesn't want to deal with the pain of living. Uh, this was not a fun movie to watch. It was very unhappy. I was very unhappy watching this movie. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I felt very bad. And that was the thing I was surprised with cause the movie had moments. Movie starts out in my half. Nicholas Cage is being absurd and over the top. And I'm like, Whoa boy, this is going to be a mile a minute. Fun Laugh fest. Factory. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I was but like, whoa, this is hilarious. He does all the same stuff he does in all the movies that I think are funny, like uh, Vampire's Kiss. He like does an affectation, like his voice is mm-hmm. very, like the fake fancy voice he does. But it's so fucking sad. Like everything he does is so good. Goddamn depressing. And then I feel like the real unsung hero of the movie is uh, Elizabeth Shue, who plays Sarah. Holy fuck. She's like the most sad person ever too. Oh really i didn't know too much about her oh my god like i'm surprised she didn't win anything because her whole journey as well as a person who's going along with this person who's basically killing themselves by drinking is like and choosing to go along with it yeah like that's the thing is at the end she says a thing she has a quote where she's because again i don't know how the movie begins but it ends with her talking to us the audience or talking to somebody and she says she thinks that they both realized that he didn't have much time and she accepted him and didn't expect for him to change. And that's why he wanted to be with her. That's why he loved her was because there was a person that, that, that accepted him for who he was. And that's sort of a thing because like there's, there's, I feel like there's a difference between, and, and right. Cause this, this, this movie's based on a book from the perspective of a person who clearly dealt with like depression and alcoholism. And so 
the angel character in it is a person that just sort of accepts this person for who they are as an alcoholic, which is, I definitely understand accepting a person for being alcoholic, but I also think that it's better to help them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and maybe a little bit of tough love to help them improve themselves and live life in a, in a way that's hopefully manageable. I'm really curious where her character actually ends up because I just have so, there's so many different ways this movie could go. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how it ends, but let's go start with the beginning since right. we're talking so much about it. Yeah. Uh, the opening, uh, Shot is Nick Cage grabbing, dancing, and grabbing alcohol at the at there the grocery go. store. Great way to start it out. And then he shows up to at a fancy dinner that looks like run by um, someone named Peter, who's played by Richard Lewis. It's like they're having dinner or whatever with some ladies. Mm. He comes up, he's like, "Hey man, hey man, can I get some money? Can I get some cash?" And he's like, oh, "Whatever, take your money." And he's like, I'll give it back to you. He's like, it doesn't matter. Just freaking take it. <laughs> no, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. I don't want it anyway. You know, just don't drink it here. Whatever you do, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's like a friend or a family member or something that who doesn't, understands. Who understands? Uh, understands or tolerates? It seems like he tolerates. Well, I guess right. It more just like knows what he's gonna do with yeah, this money. Like, yeah, like oh, he's just gonna go drink it away. He's not yeah. actually gonna do anything with it. Um. So then he goes to a bar, tries to hit on a girl who is in advance. So this is the part I was like, this is funny because yeah. he's like trying to hit on her. And he's all like, "You're the cat in the hat. You're the, you're so pretty, kitty cat." And like, so <laughs> and she clearly has no business wanting this. Right. Even the bartender's like, "You need you need, you need to chill, chill out." out. And he's like, "All right, fine." So then he goes and drives home, drinking a bottle of vodka in his car, while the police like actually look at him, and he just keeps going, which is interesting. I think it's called white privilege. <laughs> Good old Nick Cage. Good old, good old bite Nick Cage. Uh, he goes to a strip club, keeps drinking, has like he's just downing bottles, like yeah. just hard liquor bottles, just down in these while in front of a stripper while yelling at her. And this point, he's just fucking blitz now. He's just can't even like stand up, really sweaty, just gross looking. Yeah, and he, he dri- looks very gross most <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> he and he drives up and pays a sex worker. He's like, "I'll buy the hotel. It's fine." And he's wasted as hell and. While he's like, all right, let's just do some stuff. They just go to, I don't know, the side of the hotel. They didn't even go in the hotel. And uh, he just starts saying, like, I don't know if my wife left me because I was drinking or if I started drinking because my wife left me. Mm. doesn't matter. He doesn't know where he really got it from. Yeah. So instead of giving a blowjob, she just uh, sucks his finger and oh. steals his wedding ring at the same time. Well, there you go. So I'm like, that's really clever. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Making some extra cash and taking advantage of a really drunk dude. <laughs> um. So so begins the idea that, you know, sex workers in Vegas are, are sometimes looking for people like him who are desperate. Now, he's not in Vegas yet. Oh, okay. He's not in Vegas. Because this yet. seems this is a pattern that the movie continues oh, okay. with. Is this idea of like, you know, sex workers who are poor looking for people like him who have money and are wasted and just trying to take money from yes. them. Yeah. Um. So he then he goes and tries to cash a check the next day, but he's so wasted. He's like, or so dependent on alcohol mm. that he's getting really shaky. He can't sign. He's like, let me go and have some lunch and come back. Mm-hmm. And he goes and of course goes to the bar right. and the bartender that kicked him out was like, hey man, like, you know, it's the middle of the day. You're coming back here. He's like, yeah, I know, but you can, uh, you can 86 me anytime you want. And I've never heard that term. Before. You've never heard of 86ing? No, I've never heard that that's term. A, that's an old speakeasy term. It's, yeah, it's an old speakeasy term for exiting down exiting down like a certain avenue yes. during Prohibition, which is very interesting. I never, never knew any of that. Yeah, also means killing someone, too. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, double, double meaning. Double meaning. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, so he was like, "Yeah, I don't care. Here, take the." And this is this is probably why he keeps coming back to the bars because he's like, just gives him. He's like, "Look, buddy, I don't care what you want. Like, I tried helping you. Here, just have this on the house." What does the bartender look like? Does he return to this bar a lot, or is this the only oh, time we see him in this bar? It's the only time. Oh, okay. Like that's the last time you see him in the bar. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, his mustache. All right. Okay. Nope. Nothing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so slick back hair. No, not really. All right, it's then, got no. poofy hair. All right. Um, so he tries to deposit the check again, and he's waiting in line to do it, and he's totally awake now. He gives he gives a little monologue that oh. goes a little like this. <laughs> Pulls out a tape recorder, puts it in front of his face in the middle of the line. People are looking at him, and he says, and he's looking at the lady, the lady cashier, who is attractive, uh-huh. and says, Are you desirable? Are you irresistible? Maybe if you drank bourbon with me, it would help. Maybe if you kissed me and I could taste a sting in your mouth, it would help. If you drank bourbon with me naked, if you smelled of bourbon as you fucked me, it would help. It would increase my esteem for you. If you poured bourbon onto your naked body and said to me, drink this. If you spread your legs and you had bourbon dripping from your breasts, and your pussy, and said, drink here. Then I could fall in love with you, because then I would have a purpose to clean you up, and that, that would prove that I'm worth something. I'd lick you clean so that you could go away and fuck someone else. That's our business. We try to make our customers I'm like, damn. Well, let me tell you the, a little bit of uh, how the sausage is made. During uh, when we do quotes, usually one of us has to say the quote to the other person. It was very weird because Ethan was looking me dead in the eyes the whole time. <laughs> <quotes> of it. <laughs> I didn't have a recorder to look into, so I decided to avoid the microphone and look straight into your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I, brown I, eyes. Anyway, <laughs> what what's going on? I kind of I, I kind of like that about it because he his, he does a lot of these monologues that are very theatrical, written. He says it like he's like this grand writer. Yeah, I was just gonna say like he knows exactly what he's talking about. But if you look at it and listen to it, you're like, this doesn't make really this any is sense. Sad. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you think you're this deep like an interesting person with all these rules or whatever, but you're just this sad guy who like has a way with words when he's drunk. Like that's about it. All I think it that's is. the thing though, is like, if you start drinking with alcohol, you're a little bit looser <laughs> and you're like, yeah, drinking with alcohol. is a funny phrase. Um, <laughs> if you start drinking alcohol, you're like, Oh, I'm a little bit looser. I'm, right. a, little, I'm a little easier to talk to. Like we just did on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe it'll be a little funnier. And then you just kind of like, maybe you realize you're not as funny. She's like, oh, I got to get a little trunker. So yeah, you, keep going, you keep going and you keep going. And, going. and you, and especially if you have a lot of pressure as like a writer mm. or something in the creative field. Yeah. That could get to you. Yeah. Just definitely. like, boy, I just write better after three beers in or whatever, you know? So I'm just going to keep going there. And then it slippery slope and you can get there. Some people, not everyone, obviously. And that, and that's sort of a thing that I find interesting about the movie. Again, really brilliant casting for Nick Cage because like he takes these monologues and he tries to make them sound like legitimate or real but because it's nick cage yeah it sounds forced and it sounds fake yeah and that's totally right like that's the exact right it's perfect way to go with this because if it was anybody else and it sounded like real and emotional it would be sort of even more tragic yes but in this way it's it's more just sort of like sad, sad. yeah there's this sort of difference between it being tragic and being sad yeah. you know so yeah 
So he asks, like, the lady after all that long monologue and says, like, hey, uh, you want to go to dinner with me? That's it. (laughs) Obviously, she doesn't. Obviously. So he's, this is, this part was probably one of my favorite saddest moments. This is where the movie for me, I was like, oh, this is the tone of the movie. Got (laughs) it. He's at his work, which he seems like he's a publisher or something. Mm. And he's on the phone talking to someone. The phone is upside down. He's <laughs> trying to talk into it. And a lady comes in and is like, hey, you run at the boss's office. And he's like, okay. I got to fix the phones in here. And then he starts dancing with her. And she's oh, like, you, you better go. <laughs> so he goes. He sits down. And the boss just looks at him and says, so we're going to have to let you go. And he doesn't. He's an upset or anything he's just like oh okay and he says you know so he gives him the the severance check he opens up the check and the first thing out of nick cage's mouth is probably the saddest line ever is he says you're too generous oh yeah (laughs) this is too generous and he's like the boss is like well we liked having you around but you know how things are right now oh he's like yeah it's okay i understand thank you uh, Shit. What are you gonna do now? He's like, I'm gonna move to Las Vegas, and then the movie starts with the title card. Wow! I'm like that's pretty cool. He's not even leaving Las Vegas. No, he's, he's going to into Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, but there's only one way out of Vegas: drinking your way through every yep. place and getting thrown out of every place, and you can't return anywhere. Yep. Yeah. So we got uh, Yuri. We're introduced to him now. Mm. He's in Vegas. I don't think I ever see Yuri in my half. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. Oh, because he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so Yuri is like, hey, I ordered, he's this guy from Lativa. Okay. And he's like, I ordered Sarah as a gift. She's a very willing girl for each of you. And so it's like this kind of party. People are doing cocaine. And, you know, mm. it's one of those, like, kind of like a lower key cocaine party. Not like, wow. Not a high cocaine party. Yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of like, like a, a mellow little bit of ah, we just got a little stuff. You know, got to stay awake. It's late. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he's like, very willing girl for each of you. And he, she's like, okay, cool. And goes down on this lady while dude watches. And it's like, all that stuff going on. It's kind of a nice introduction to her just being like, I'm just here for everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know? But they're just going to leave me later. Right. And then it, it's you see Yuri. And he's talking to Sarah in a different, I guess, the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks why she left L.A. Or left him in L.A. And he's like, it's because you wanted more money, huh? Because you wanted more money, and um, you're like, yeah, maybe. And then you see them having sex, and he's very not nice to her mm. having sex, and she is not does not seem Interested. like she is enjoying it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's probably the real reason why she left L.A. <laughs> probably not because she can make more money, but because she did not like that man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so we got a montage of Nick Cage drunk, burning all of his possessions, including his passport. And clothes. Putting him, yeah, and clothes and putting them in the garbage bins and then driving away. Driving to Vegas. Oh, boy. A little road trip. See some sketchy dudes on the road at a gas station. Don't know what that means. And then, while he's in Vegas, he almost hits Sarah while mm. driving. And Is he driving drunk? Of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. He's right? I might even ask Yeah, him. of course yeah. he's driving drunk. And um, she walks by his car up to him after she, he almost hits her. And co- looks in there and says, it's a red light. You stop, I walk. And then flips him off and walks away. And I'm like, someone really has to have a lot of balls <laughs> for someone that almost killed him in a car to walk up and be like... Sarah's not one to be traveled with, No, man. it's true. She's very she's very angry and very strong. He So he goes to a little cheap motel. Um, and then we got these scenes. That I don't understand what they are. <laughs> I think I know what they are, but I don't know. But it's Sarah talking to someone off camera. 
Okay. My assumption is a therapist. Okay. It's not clear at this point. Is it explained in your half? No. Not on my half either. Oh. <laughs> I know she's talking to somebody. Okay. It's probably a therapist. It maybe just, she's at a church. Maybe she's, uh, you maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. It doesn't seem very much like a confessional area, you know? I suppose. I don't know. Um, so she's, she's like on her knees, though, when she's talking. Really? Yeah, Not she's my looking half. up. No, she's, sit- she's sitting in a couch for mine oh, most right. of the time. Oh, all right. Then maybe it is a, yeah. Maybe she gets very emotional and gets on her knees. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she's talking about how bad it is being a sex worker and talking about how, like, dudes go too far on her and her contract. She doesn't like dudes coming in her hair. Fair. Yeah. Um, And then, let's see, you got... I don't like that either. <laughs> That's never... something I could relate to her. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have a good touchstone. Yeah. Don't like coming my hair. Yeah. Anybody's coming by here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name one person who's come I wanted my hair. Hmm. Not a single person. Not a single person. There's a lot of people in the world. There I bet. Is. You know what? My challenge, I'm going to find someone who's come this great year. <laughs> it's going to be good. My, you be know, I got to tell you, it's not the, it's not the person. <laughs> really oh, really? It. it made it sound like it was the person. <laughs> I feel like all COVID hair is probably hmm. just not going to be. But what if they had like a whole bunch of pineapple juice? And that, that cum is real. It smells good. Smells good. Tastes good. T- tastes good. It's good for the hair. Good, good for, for the, the scalp. Yeah, probably. It's got a lot of protein in it. Probably nourishes the scalp. Yeah. My hair is itchy now. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's it? Uh, Nick Cage finds Sarah again and picks her up. And by picking her up, I mean. Like with his arms. No, she's crossing <laughs> the road again. Uh, he gets out of the car in the middle of the road. And this is like Las Vegas Boulevard. Right. Not the best place to do that. And just comes up and goes, would you take a $250 to fuck me? And she's like. That's what he sounds like. "Uh, Yeah. He he sounded like this because he's real drunk. That's right. Yeah. Um, And he's like, well, you know, I'll make it 500. And she's like, okay, I guess. Do you want to take, do you want to walk? Because he knows he's a problem. Oh, yeah. Do you want to walk or do you want to take a cab? Or do you want to drive with me? She's like, I'll just drive with you. It's fine. I'm like, that's a bad move. That's a bad move. Um, so they get to the shady, shady motel and she's like, you can do whatever you want with Is me. Is that the name of the motel? No. Shady's. Uh, no. It doesn't like, matter. It had a great gambling theme though. It had like, uh, some Craps cards motel. above it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crap out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The soap shaped like dice. Oh, that'd be perfect. Called snake eyes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, you can do whatever you want except for my hair. And then she starts just going down on him, blowing him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, ah, you know, I can't do this. And she's like, what, you're too drunk to fuck? He's like, uh, how would I just pay you to hang out and just have a drink with me? Mm. And we just hang out. She's like, okay, so do that for a bit. She's like, okay, so why are you here? Because of a business trip or something? He's like, no, I'm just here to drink myself to death. Uh, I've got enough alcohol here. He's like, calculated it. You know, I got about mm, $400 of day or so i could spend on alcohol take me about four weeks to do this i've calculated Is that from the severance right i guess he's just, he's just drinking away his severance i mean he's also check. he's also doing other stuff like he's talking about like i'm gonna sell my car soon oh, you know i'm gonna make yeah. a little extra money here and there it doesn't matter just to, just to buy booze yeah because it doesn't matter yeah. you just liquidate all your assets because you're, you're, you're just liquidate your assets yeah nah, I tried literally to <laughs> exactly um so they talk about why they both moved here. They actually found out they both moved in from L.A. Mm. And that's the name. And she falls asleep on him. And she wakes up in the morning. Coming her hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up in the morning and leaves. And this is a great little teeny shot that I really enjoyed is that she was walking across the motel and sees a guy in the pool. And it's like, hey, Bill. Hey. It's like they clearly they know, know each other. They know each other because yeah. she comes here a comes lot. Comes here a lot. Mm. Um, 
Or she doesn't come here yeah, a lot, but yeah. she, she shows up to, a lot. Yeah, she arrives quite <laughs> yeah. often. <laughs> doesn't arrive either. <laughs> she visits. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she leaves mm-hmm. and then goes to Yuri. And Yuri's upset because she was out all night and didn't make any money. So Is he like her pimp? That's a, yeah, that's the thing. Now yeah. I realize, oh, he's a pimp. Yeah. And I made me realize, what the fuck is the point of a pimp for the most part? Like, <laughs> to keep you safe on the streets. That's what they sa- say. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's probably why she's like, I could get out of here and go out on my own. But he's like, I'm going to follow you, which yeah. is weird. I'm like, that's a weird pimp. Pimp's got to figure themselves out. I mean, if if the later part of the movie is any indication, she does need somebody out there to protect her okay. from predatory men. Uh but I'm not saying that a pimp is the answer. Nick Cage could come. Yeah, Nick Cage. Well, no, Nick Cage can't do shit. He'll show up and just like Beat throw up on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that would make me leave. That would help, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. So, so he slaps her a few times and there's a flashback. Fuck off. Slaps her a bunch of times. And See, then she leans Fuck up. off. Fuck that. I don't want any of that shit. What? I don't want any kind of like I don't know it's a part of the movie. I don't want any like violence towards women in this film. Yeah, well, there's a bit of that. It sucks, man sucks um so then she like pulls down her pants and is like all right just do what you want to me in the butt here's a knife and he's God like no damn. i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this but he has a flashback where he does he like cuts her butt it's really weird and gross oh man like, a little bit like under later on he also sees like uh, scars up and down her back uh, too probably the same thing yeah fuck off yeah um man. She's such a tragic character. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for Nick Cage just because there's clearly, like, a chemical imbalance going on with him and he's just, like, not in the right, not in the right frame of mind. But, like, there are, like, worldly forces that are, like, attacking her, like, at every step. And I feel fucking terrible. Which is a very interesting juxtaposition if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Because he's basically doing this to To himself. himself. Yeah. She really has no means to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not really trying to, but she's not really wanting it either she's not invoking she just wants to make a living yeah she just wants to survive really yeah exactly Um, while nick cage has given up and is doing it to himself and it kind of shows kind of like a difference of power between the two characters as well as where they can like come together as well yeah the sort of empathy of them both being super down on their luck but for very different reasons completely different reasons yeah um even though I would say that it probably is a chemical imbalance in his brain at this point. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that he was like shaking. He's full on addicted. Mm-hmm. So, um, you see, yeah, so you see the camera about how bad. So she keeps talking to the camera about how bad Yuri is, how she's like, yeah, he beats me and he's awful. And then Nick Cage arrives at the pawn shop where Yuri is pawning stuff. So Yuri's clearly not doing well either. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cage is probably is one of the reasons why he was so mad at her because he's also under pressure from whatever, who knows where. And um, Nick Cage is pawning off his watch, and <laughs> this is kind of a funny moment. He's like, ah, this Rolex Mercedes edition. <laughs> She's like, $500? Hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> he could have got more, but no, nah, it he doesn't does, matter. You know what? But he knows. Like, he knows. Same thing with the severance. It's like, it doesn't matter as long as it's money in my yeah. pocket. So Sarah's out in the streets. By that, I mean she's in one of the casinos and tries to hit on an older man. Mm-hmm. This old man is just like, not having it like he's being very polite right very very nice it's like i'll buy you a drink whatever and she's like hey so you want a date and he's like well i'm married i'm here for the convention <laughs> what are you a hooker she's like uh, uh. <laughs> and uh i'm here for the convention too yeah also there's this dark-haired lady staring at her Is she ever come into play yeah later on okay cool she um, i think she's also like a sex worker okay, working that makes around because spoilers she ends up sleeping with nick cage oh at sarah's place sarah walks in on Nick Cage, because the two of them have become very close, 
like emotionally as well as physically. But then Nick Cage is such a fuck up that he's in the casino, sees that dark haired lady, takes takes her back to Sarah's place and bangs her. Wow. And it and then there's this great moment when Sarah walks in, sees the dark haired lady, and there's not even like a moment where she's angry at the dark haired lady. It's almost just like I understand what you're doing here. I know that this is like a game for you as well as it is as me. She just sort of waits for the dark haired lady to leave. Dark haired lady like leaves without any sort of like anger, realizes what all this is. And then it's just like so heartbreaking. Damn. It is fucking rough. She doesn't even like, she doesn't yell or anything. She just like get out. Like she doesn't, she hates Nick Cage at this point. It's like fucking bottom of the barrel scene. Shit. Of the, yeah, man. It gets fucked up. Cool. I'm excited yeah. for you to retell that part. <laughs> um, yeah, so dark haired lady's there. She's all looking awful weird and like, oh, I don't know about you, you young one trying to make it in Vegas. I'm <laughs> someone who's been here for ages. I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. Um, so she keeps talking to her therapist. I'm just gonna keep saying therapist, even though I don't know what she is. Yeah. I'm saying like, I really like this guy. It's really weird. Even after only like one night, like I, I he just doesn't seem to care and just accepts me for who I am. I'm just accepting him. It's fine. So um, she actually starts seeking him out, um, and he seeks her out. And she finds him once. And she's like, hey, so you want to like go back to your hotel or something? He's like, hey, maybe I was thinking we could go get some dinner or something. And I'll, I'll even pay you. She's like, I can't have dinner with him, with you. Which makes sense because Yuri's on right. on, his at, on her ass trying to make money. I know Yuri dies. How does he die? How does he die? How does he die? So she meets Yuri uh, in a hotel room. And Yuri's acting really weird. He's like, I made a bunch of money. It's great. We're here, you want some money? And she, he just goes like... Listen to this. He just grabs her head and puts it against the wall softly. Just listen. You can hear it. They're talking to me. They're talking about me. <sighs> Don't come back. I won't ever see you again. It's just weird seeing the hotel. It just sends her off. And she walks back, and three men go towards him and go towards his room. One of them cocks a gun. That's the last you see of him. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's pretty crazy. Damn, I wonder what happened. I don't know. But he, that's the last you see of him. That's so the last you see of him. It's happened. done. Yeah. So she immediately is like, uh, oh, hey, Nick Cage, you want to go to dinner now? I'm free. <laughs> um, that worked out. Yeah, so they start having dinner. He's drunk, knocking things over. Not that bad. And uh, she's bad. she's like, well. Comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah. And he, she's like, so why are you a drunk? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. Is there something I got to do? All I know is I want to do He's it. drunk so much that he forgot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are such a thing as like your brain will literally rot after right. so much alcohol, yeah. like especially and with that. Seeing how much he is drinking, definitely <laughs> bottles and bottles. Like just yeah. seeing, just seeing him drink that stuff. I'm just it's like, sad. It makes me sick. I know me too. It's so much. Do you think he was actually drinking alcohol? No, there's no no way. Because he literally downs like a whole oh yeah like, bottle? one liter bottle, and I'm like, if he did that, it'd be awful. Like <laughs> he'll be throwing up like crazy, and yeah. he doesn't throw up like. Oh, that much like at least what we've seen it's weird whenever he takes his shirt off i always expect to have like a gut and he's rather slim but it's probably because he's not eating anything well also because he throws it all up probably and that's true too so yeah. that makes it a lot easier to not have weight yeah uh so then he they have a good night and start about ready to part ways and he says i had a great night and she interrupts him and says do you want to stay at my place and he's mm. like listen I'm not good in the sack, which is funny because at the very beginning, he's like, I'm great in the sack. Yeah. And he's like being honest with her now. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's fine. It's not about sex. You can just come out and s- come over and sleep on the couch. I just don't want you to sleep in that weird hotel anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, she's talking to the therapist. It's like, it's weird. It's happening so fast. It's, you know, I don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like the plot just keeps moving. She eventually is like, hey, Nick Cage, why don't you come over here and, uh, you know, 
live at my house, you know, once your lease is up or rent is up at the, the um, hotel. The hotel. And he yeah. was like, what? Why? That's <laughs> weird. That's really fast. Yeah. You, you Won't you get bored of me li- living with a drunk? Like, for the last three days, I've been really good. Like, this is me on a good day. It's going to get real bad. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to get cranky. I'm going to throw things. Mm. She's like, that's fine. I'm just tired of being alone. Like, I just mm. don't want to be alone anymore. Um, he's like, don't you... Um, you don't understand that I'm a piece of shit, but the one thing you can't do is you can never ask me to stop drinking, but I will, I will stay. And she's like, okay, I understand that. Fucking Christ. Damn. That is sad as shit. Um, so then they start making out because that's apparently a hot statement, I guess. <laughs> so you can't f- ever ask me to stop drinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then next scene is he's packing up all his stuff and he almost makes it to her house, but he falls asleep in front of her home with the That's where I come in. landlords and stuff out front. Yes, and they are very weird, these landlords. Um, yeah, they are very weird. This was a weird entrance because I see this, and it's just the goofiest of music playing. Like It's just like... Honestly, most of the music is really weird. Hated it. I hated the music in this movie. It actually really takes away from a lot of scenes, or it makes it melodramatic. But I think that's almost... I kind of... I don't like watching it, but I understand it. If yeah. That makes sense. Because he kind of just sees this all as a joke. Right. As a character. Right. You no, know, he doesn't. As a party. S- as a party. One big party. Yeah. You just have wacky music. He doesn't really see the sadness of it because he's in this whole world of just being awash with ethanol, you know? There are moments where it works. Like, there's a part where they go to the mall and there's like creepy, echoey mall music, Muzak playing as they're talking and he's drinking. And it very much adds to the like morose quality of it. But it's like one of the few moments. Every other time, it's like soulful guitar, you know, like music that play at the Hard Rock Cafe lobby. But see, that's what I like about it is oh, it's yeah. Vegas. I, it's it is. Sad. It is. I guess it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's y- like weird it is. consumerism, sad. And yeah. Yes, and that's the weird juxtaposition that I like. It's like there's no place sadder than, than drinking yourself to death than drinking yourself to death in Vegas. Vegas is fun for a day or two. Yeah. And then you're done. That's sort of the thing I like about it, too, is because I always wonder about this. There's so many movies. Just like drinking, really. Like it's fun for a day or two, and then you, and gotta, then you gotta stop. And then you gotta stop. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about this movie. There's so many movies about Vegas that are like, that cast Vegas as like a bad place, this being one of them. And I'm always so, like, struck that that happens so often you know movies portray vegas as a very unfun depressing city sad... land of sin or city of sin or whatever i guess that's true uh but the other thing is like you don't think like the vegas board comes up and is like hey you need to stop stop to it. it no you can't film in vegas you <laughs> they, know they know their legacy though i mean i guess that's they have a museum care. dedicated to the mobs i mean that's <laughs> true uh the other thing is is like with this movie it being set in vegas it's he drinks in all these different places and he gets thrown out of all of them. And I find it so poetic almost like this is clearly what the, like what the writer and the director were going, was going for. It's like, he's such a fuck up that he can't even be in Vegas, you know? Yeah. Like he's constantly thrown out of places. And then later on, it comes back to bite him and her in the ass is because she goes back to these like casinos to try to pick up men. And they're like, no, you can't be in here. You were in here with that drunk. You you're kicked out. You're never coming in here again. And it's this idea of like, you're such a drunk, such a like a depressing, bad like person in public. Yeah. That like you're so bad you can't even make it in Vegas, you know. And I think that's sort of even more of like a woe is me sort of like v- mindset. I've of, seen a lot of dicks at Vegas. They never get thrown out too. I know. Have you been thrown out of a bar? Never. Hmm. Well, I've been thrown out of a bar, but because I was being an idiot. What? I I. Do I tell a story? Why not? And <laughs> I wasn't even drunk. The okay. thing is, is I was so excited, and I saw everyone. 
you were you there? No, I wasn't there. Okay, I I had arrived late. All of my friends were at a table sitting outside of a bar and i was like oh there they are i'm gonna jump over this wall and hang out with them and i did not realize there was a line to get into the bar and this guy came over immediately i was like you can't you can't be here all your friends have to leave and i just sort of sat the alleyway alleyway watching all of my friends finish their drinks and then leave the bar for me because of because i was an idiot because i was so excited to see them that i jumped over i wasn't even the story of getting kicked out I've never been I've never been thrown out of a bar other than that. That's the only time I've ever been thrown out of a bar. And it was because I was a fucking moron. <laughs> and I was just so excited to see my friends. Aww, I know. That's cute. Thanks. Have you ever been thrown out of a bar? And is it a story you want to tell? Uh, I have not, but I was with friends who were. Oh, yeah. So I was part of the party that got swept up. And, yeah. they, you know, they don't like it when you drop a, a glass on the ground. As soon as you start <laughs> dro- dropping glasses, it's getting you're becoming a liability. Right. So. Well, you start you started uh, accosting the bar money because you're yeah, breaking. You're breaking things. things. So it's like, uh, OK, they're a little bit too tipsy to get out of here. So. Yeah. OK, well. So. There you go. Neither of us have. So I've been I mean, I, out of a I, honestly, bar, maybe I did get kicked out. I don't know if it was me who caused it. Who say? I just remember glass on the ground. And I was like, "Fuck." I will say this: they didn't put my name up anywhere. Like I returned to the bar. Yeah, yeah, no. Like months later or whatever, yeah. and that was perfectly fine. Anyway, though. Uh, so where was I? Beginning of my app. Sarah brings him into her place. He wants her to pay rent. He wants to pay rent. He while living there, and she's like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yes." And he says that he loves her, but he's not here to force herself into his life because he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. And he said, it, this is actually, this was great because it actually set up all the characters for me perfectly. Well. He's like, I'm a drunk. You're a sex worker. Uh, but he doesn't say sex worker. And he's like, he trusts and accepts her judgment that she's a sex worker. He's like, I'm not like, I trust you. And like, you know, I, I care that you're a, a sex worker. Like, I, I, I worry about, you know your your livelihood and i worry about you out there but like i i trust you and i'm okay with the fact that you're doing this basically um which gotta say for when this movie came out very ahead of its time um so she got him presents one is an ugly salmon shirt and the other one is a metal flask (laughs) was it literally like this is an ugly salmon he's like i love this shirt and i'm like this is very much of the time but he also gets her he, he she gets him a little metal flask and he's just like he looks at it and he's like looks like i'm with the right girl Hmm. And then he he he's like she's like do you want to go out like gambling and so he starts giving her his money um, yeah, because he's anymore. like I right well he's just like I I want you to take care of it he 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 trusts her so much that he doesn't even even though you know whatever like he's just like hold on to my money I'm gonna only use a hundred hundred dollars you know and you protect the rest of it and then he's like giving you money makes me want to come. Come. You also looked me in the eye while reading that. It was yeah. very weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take your money, though, so that's cool. <laughs> now we're going to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they go out gambling. There's this one great part where he like spins like a, a slot machine, but he doesn't even care about the money. He just like tackles her and kisses her on the casino floor. And then he like she he like pushes her up against a machine that a guy is playing on, and then like the cup of like tokens falls over, and he goes down to pick him up. And as he's going to pick him up, she's like she says, "I love you," but I don't know if he hears it. Oh. And it was a great moment because up until now, I'm like she's just using him to get money out of him. 
But now it's like, no, she clearly does care about him. Was there no therapy scenes that set this up? None. Interesting. I never saw therapy until the very end of the movie. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, it was very bizarre because it was the only time there was actual narration. Um, and so then they go back to making out. And then he just gets so destructively drunk. He starts flipping card tables and knocking people over. And they get escorted out of the casino. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. He, he starts chugging vodka and orange juice. And this is where I'm like, wow, this guy has a major problem. Yeah, they really show, like, extreme alcoholism. Yeah, it's bad. And he starts shivering in her bed. And he's like, how did the evening go? I can't remember any of it. And then he asks her why she's so good to him. And she admits he's using him for money. He just wants She just wants to take money from him. But I know, because she's such a good actor, that that isn't true. That it's because she really loves him. But she doesn't want to let on how much she loves him. That's so sad. Because if, if she did, then he might not kill himself with drinking. But if she does admit that she loves him, that also means that she loves this alcoholic. And if she loves him, she has to help him. Yeah. She has to make him a better person, Ugh. you know, but she can't admit that to him or herself. You know, Damn. it's so fucking sad, dude. Um, so she's like, I'm working tonight. And he notices this massive scar on her back. And that's when I realize, oh, God, she's had some she's had a rough life as well. Uh, he goes into a bar middle of the day, strikes up a conversation with another angry drunk woman. And uh, she's in a fight with her boyfriend. So she gets all up on Nicolas Cage. But Nick Cage is like, I don't think my wife would appreciate us doing this. Like, even though he's being nice to her, he's very much like, I don't want to sleep with you. You know, I don't want to get handsy with you. I have a wife. And this is a great moment because clearly he's talking about her like Sarah, the sex worker. But I was I, that's what I thought. But I didn't even realize he'd been married before. And so I sort of like this idea of him even thinking that he's still married almost. Yeah. Like maybe like, it's just a new wife. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, he puts on this absurd fancy accent while talking to the boyfriend. So the boyfriend headbutts uh, Nicolas Cage in the face and then runs out of the bar with the girlfriend. And Nicolas Cage is there just bleeding out of his nose. The bartender's like, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. That's just what happens when people get in a fight, even though he didn't cause it. Right. So he leaves and he comes back to the house and he's covered in blood. Like just complete. His, his, his salmon shirt has been ruined. And um, so... You know, obviously Sarah's concerned, but then when he tells her, like, I was just, you know, I was just there uh, helping, you know, a poor maiden or whatever, she's overwhelmed by emotion. She's like, oh, I bet you were. And they start kissing. And then she's like, let's go to the mall and get some more clothes for you, some better clothes. But all he wants to do is drink. Like, he goes to the mall and he's just like, I want to drink, like, really loud. Jeez. And so they go and he starts drinking and it is sad. He is just miserable this is like middle of the day and he just looks oh, yeah. miserable and he looks like he's dying and he's coughing and there's this great moment again she's so good like elizabeth she was incredible she just looks at him and then as he's like coughing like progressively getting worse she can't even look at him like she she's like looking away from him the whole time and then like sometimes she'll look at him and then look away again and you can tell that he's feeling judged and so he gets up to leave but uh she calls back like after him like please don't leave and then he doesn't um, but it's very, very sad. So he, she's like, Hey, let's go to this hotel in the middle of the desert that I, I really like. So they go to this hotel and they start drinking by the pool. And then she takes bourbon and pours it all over herself. And same exact thing that happened earlier. I, at this point, I thought this was really sad because I, I didn't know this thing that he had said about poor alcohol. Yeah, I don't know how herself. she knew that, but here's what I think. I like to think 
this is the saddest thing. But I like to think that she thinks that he likes alcohol more than her. So she thinks that if she covers herself with alcohol vicariously, he might actually fall in love with her. Is this sort of like sad moment that she's like witnessing of like if I it, maybe if I become the thing that he loves That's so much, so much that he's willing to kill himself, maybe he'll finally love me. And it actually starts to work because he it, like they they start grinding up against each other and like even though this is like by the pool, they're making a little bit of a scene. But then as he gets up and they're about to go to the 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 hotel room to mm-hmm. have sex, he falls over and breaks this glass table and he starts bleeding all over himself but he's like it's all right let's go let's let's party you know let's let's go to the let's go to the the room you know let's go to the hotel room and then the this woman that works at a hotel comes by to clean up the glass table and she's there trying to clean up the table too uh-huh. the sarah as as nicolas cage walks off bleeding out of his back back to the hotel oh. room and she's like i'm sorry i'll pay for the table you know i'm so embarrassed and the lady is like no it's fine hun um but I will say, why don't you and your gentleman friend go to your room and take your loud drinking and, and your loud talking into your room. And then tomorrow, just leave and never come back. It's very like Kurt. Very, It's it's that like Midwestern politeness yeah, yeah. that cuts deep. It cuts deep because it's like we're going to be real polite, but we really need you to actually buck off yeah, and never come back here, here yeah. again. And it again. I feel I feel bad though for them as well because like oh me you, too. Like I feel bad for all the workers. I feel bad for everybody. With, yeah, because that's the thing. That's that's why it's like I feel bad for Nicolas Cage, but I ultimately can't romanticize what he's doing, and I want him to get better because it's such a selfish idea. Like he, he even in Vegas, he's surrounded by people who are just doing their jobs and also used to it, and yet he's still above that level of like drunkenness. Yeah, you know? I just feel bad for everybody. You yeah. know. Uh, so and and I feel bad here, especially for Sarah, because I don't know if she was being honest or not, but she seemed to really like this hotel. This hotel seemed very nice, and now she can never come back here again. So you have like the the title "Leaving Las Vegas" is like you will be in Las Vegas until you were thrown out of every place and cannot come back. You right. Know? Um. So he wakes up shaking, sweating in the middle of the night. Gets up and sees uh, uh Sarah. She's making dinner. And she's like, "Oh, hey, how are you doing? Um, I'm making, I'm just making some rice for you, you know, to fill up your belly." And he doesn't even say anything. He wakes up just long enough to see her, and then goes to the 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 refrigerator, pulls out two bottles of vodka, goes into the bathroom, and showers and drinks vodka in there, Fuck. and then comes out and is just blasted, sitting at the table with the the food. And then she's like, "I I need you to go." see a doctor maybe it's time that you go see a doctor she says because she's finally like admitting like i do love him and i don't yeah. want him to die and then he's like well maybe it's time for me to move out like <laughs> it's so like this was fun but now you're starting to ask me to do the one thing the I one didn't thing i told do, you not to do which is start taking care of me nah nope and so then she's like she tells him this is the one thing he can she tells him this is the one thing that he can do for her. Like, there's the only thing I want you to do for me, Nicolas Cage, is to go to the doctor, and that's it. And he just like he doesn't he doesn't even care. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So then he goes out and he drinks and he gambles. And this is the scene where he picks up the the dark haired woman, takes her back to Sarah's place. Sarah is heartbroken, kicks him out, and he starts crying. So Sarah then is now trying. She has to live on her own, and she's so lonely. And I think she's also now Wait, that, isn't her her place. This is her place, but she has to live alone. You mean? I thought you said she has to live alone. Sorry. Right, she's living at her place alone. Oh God, he's it. no longer there. For some reason, my picture alone. I imagine people taking away her house. Oh no, not yet. When you live alone, you're homeless. I'm like That's not what yet. I'm saying. You're right. Well, right. So she's and now she doesn't have the money that she had originally. So now she has to go back on the streets and and start right. uh, selling herself again. 
and then she comes across a couple frat guys, and they are being incredibly shitty, and she doesn't want any of that stuff, but they uh, lock her in a hotel room, and they belittle her, and then they rape her Ugh. on video, and it is goddamn horrifying. On video? On video. They record the whole thing. Gross. It, well, that's, it starts out, they're like, hey, one of our friends is a virgin. Can you, can you have sex with him? Yeah. And then he's like, I want to I wanna have sex with your butt. And she's like, well, have sex with your friend's butt. I don't do that stuff. And then interesting because she said that was totally like you could do that. I think she just doesn't trust because there's also three guys That's in this fair. hotel room. So then they start beating her and then they rape her, and it's so horrifying. And then she's just covered in 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 like like she's just fucked up. And then she gets in this taxi, and I don't think she I think she has no underwear. I think they also ripped her underwear off. So like she's just she's just a mess. Jeez. And the, the taxi driver's like, "You got money? If you don't have money, I'm gonna kick you out of here." And then he's like, no. She's like, I have money. And he goes, I'm just looking out for my ass. I'm just covering my ass. You should consider covering your ass, too. Oh, and I'm God. like, this is the last thing she fucking needs. God. And then she gets back to her 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 uh, condo apartment, and the landlords see her, and they kick her out. They're like, you're, oh, you got to be out by the end of the week. It is man, just... That, God, just hearing that. I know. Just I know. hearing it. I don't even have to see it. Just fuck, man. It's just the fucking worst, dude. And so she's sad. But then out of nowhere, the phone rings, and it's Nicolas Cage. And he's like, I need you to come to my ho- to a, this hotel room. So she does. And um, he, she's like, do you need my help? And he's like, I just need you to be here. You're my angel. And, uh, and then so he and, and he's in bed. He can barely move. And he just reaches over and grabs a bottle and starts drinking it again. And then he's like, see how hard you make me, angel? And so he starts jacking it while looking at her. And he's like, she's like, let me help. So she helps jack him off. And then he, they have sex together. And they say that they love each other, and then I think he dies because that's oh. basically the end of the movie. And she's talking to us or a therapist or something, and she says how she thinks that they both realize that he didn't have much time, and that that's why she accepted him, and that's why he loved her. And she says that she loved him, and then that's the end of the movie, and it is fucking depressing. Wow, what yeah. a fun, uplifting ending! Great, great movie. Yeah, great, happy little film. Happy little film. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta watch a happy little film once in a while. Yeah, you know, bright day. It's not like we're not like we're in a we're in a great spot. We're sometimes, in a great moment. Sometimes you just want to have a depressing film. Fucking Christ, man! Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. great little watch. Great fun, upbeat watch. Uh, not not a great time. No, not a great time. Not a great time. <laughs> great performances. Yeah, pretty well directed. Pretty good movie, honestly. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, but goddamn, was it depressing? Yeah, <laughs> that was oof, that was a rough. One. No one said that in the Oscars. <laughs> you know, they, they sh- give awards to sad movies. No, they don't. They give awards to have the Irish. It's a happy movie. <laughs> they didn't give any awards to it, so that's why it's a sad yeah, that's movie. That's right. Yeah, it's very sad. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Green I don't Book, know what Green else Book's to say. a happy movie. Green Book's great. Yeah, Green Book's a joy. It's so funny. I laughed the whole time. The whole time. Uh, yeah, no, this this was very sad and like very well casted. Again, great Nicolas Cage performance, but I got to give it to the actor who plays Sarah. She is incredible. Yeah. Holy fuck. She really like carries this film. Not in a way of like bad but she's the only one who's like conscious essentially the whole well movie. yeah that's very true because he's just in a weird state he's, he's just, just yeah he's hardly there uh but fucking christ and you can just see in her eyes how much sadness and like love she has for this guy yeah fucking hell man it is a it is a sad sad life 
And I feel so awful for the guy who wrote the book. Like, I feel yeah, terrible that makes, for everybody. That's like the extra layer of sad. Because like, this movie is already be a bummer on its own. Yeah. And then I forgot about that for a moment when you were telling me that. <laughs> and I brought it back. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah. That's just like the sad icing on the cake. Just made with tears. Just fresh tears. Yeah. Putting that on. Just being like, dude. Like, even the person writing this wasn't happy. This just is wrote, a bummer film. Rugrats. And this is it. One Apparently, episode. I looked it up. Apparently, the Rugrats gig was also like a, I need money. I need a job. I need a gig. And they're, he like knew a person who knew a person who worked at Rugrats. And they just threw him a bone and were like, please write this one episode. And he's like, yes, I'll do it, of course. And then he got upset because they edited it. Of course. I'm sure there was a scene where like uh, Chucky was like drinking booze. And <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like Phil and Lil were like throwing up all over each other. And Angela was like, I got to go in the streets again. <laughs> Chucky ain't support me no more. <laughs> and then Chucky's she, like, she come back. A, she come. needs the cookies. <laughs> Angela, come back here. You're my angel. Come here. Just accept me for who I am, Angela. There's a, there's a scene where, like, like uh, uh, Tommy wakes up. He's like, good thing I'm wearing diapers. <laughs> Chucky comes in and is like, look, it's just, it's just something I have to do, but you have to leave after a fight. <laughs> You have to leave the playpen yeah. after the fight. Yeah, yeah, the playpen. You get out of here. here. Yeah, man. The it's... weird dog. He sells the dog to make money. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that episode now. I want to. Oh, I wonder God. what it's going to be like. It's probably just a. It's probably it's just a edited. normal episode. Yeah, they just edited all sad parts out. He's just yeah, right. He was probably just like I wanted it in an attic, and they're like, all right, let's do an attic episode. That was just it, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's very sad. This whole thing is just just a just a ball of sad. Yeah. But I will say it was. It, it's weird to say because, at least in my opinion, I feel like it it, it 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 handles the idea of like a person who is this sort of like manic depressive alcoholic in a way that is respectful or at least honest. Like it, it felt like it, it handled his condition in a it's way that felt real. Yeah, I mean, it's just pity, right? Like, yeah, you, you don't really ever hate the guy. You're just like, damn, dude, that guy's life sucks. Like, yeah, he's an asshole, but you can't really blame him ever. Yeah, which is interesting uh, because I feel like a lot of people look down on her. Oh yeah, for other reasons of you know the oh you're a sex worker and stuff like that yeah. yeah, but they just kind of just feel sad for him yeah, yeah yeah they're like ooh she could just do whatever she wants but it's like what doesn't, yeah she doesn't have the edu- you know the right education she doesn't have the right connections she, she doesn't, doesn't what what's she gonna get she, she has no risk like uh, a job you know she was like mentioning history. that earlier um actually this this is actually a good point at the very beginning like the first therapy session before I even knew it was. Mm. She said, like, you know, and I was back at it. This was right after coming back to Yuri. He's like, you know, I had been out of work for a while, and I just went back to it, and I'm great at it. Yeah. I'm great at being whatever somebody needs. Mm, damn. So, that's what happened with Nick yeah, Cage, too. thinking about it. That's well, that's something, sad. like, we watched Hustlers, and that's the same thing that that movie deals with, too. It's like, you know, if you're in an industry for so long, you know, like, and then you go off and try to do something else. Like it's kind of hard to get into anything else with a job, you know, history like that, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's not like you could build up, be like, yeah, you could pivot to be like customer service. It's like, yeah, not really. Yeah. Not she services so customers right. differently. Yeah. But still, she's yeah. still technically customer service. Yeah, that's true. And they're but, both pretty demeaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie's sad. This movie's sad. Very good. Would recommend. I would recommend maybe if you're looking for this sort of thing. If you're looking to, Honestly, Be just sad. hearing our description bummed me the fuck out. <laughs> like, probably anyone listening to this podcast is like, damn. Yeah, yeah, this was not a fun fun thing to 
experience in the middle of a, a already depressing uh, a time period. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys want to check it out, go ahead and do it. And if you want to recommend us movies that you think will make us feel better, yeah. please email us at email the other podcast.com and let us know. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can find us at any podcatching app. Catching or casting? I think it's catching, catching which is a app. weird term because it's like, I'm catching all these podcasts. these podcasts. I in picture, a little web. Yeah, I picture him falling off a tree and yeah. you're like, oh, this is, got the, it. this is the Ethan funnel full of the Ethan podcast. <laughs> oh, the podcast is pretty ripe today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that fresh one. Oh, we got some old ones hidden here, but you want me to clear those out for some space? This is getting kind of full here. I don't know what it is, but please go to those and leave a five-star rating and review. Maybe we'll read it on the show no yeah. matter what it says, even if... Uh, it'll make you depressed after. <laughs> yeah. Even if it'll make you depressed yeah. after. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's leaving Las Vegas. And we're going to leave you this podcast. <laughs> leaving this podcast. We're leaving this podcast. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Feel better. Feel good. Feel good.